Welcome to Thought Hey guys, uh, welcome back to another episode of Thought Hack. Really quick, shout out to our sponsors, Catalyst Case. Um, we spoke to Marty beforehand and anything you need. Uh, uh, so just right off the bat, um, well, I want to welcome our guest, Marty Grimes. Appreciate y'all for having me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to go into first, the music or or the um, cannabis. I'll say music first because I'm an artist first, the heart, and that's, that's right. what came before the, the cannabis brand, actually. Right. Yeah. So, like, in terms of music, what what got you started in terms of, like, I mean, I know everybody, not everybody, but, like, a lot of people go into the whole hip-hop thing, but what was your motivation going into it? Did you just feel like you wanted to be a rapper? I know my people who's like, all my boys are rappers, so I yeah. rap, or, like, how No, actually, happen? for me, I wasn't even a rapper first. I just wrote, like, Spoken Weed and, uh, <laughs> Smoking weed, yeah, yeah. Uh, smoke, uh, spoken word and poetry. Uh, my mom is a singer. My grandmother plays like uh, violin, electric violin, crazy artist. And then another friend of the family was an electric guitar player. And just growing up around it, it just I just took to it really. And um, the people that I was around when I got to high school, because I did sports, <laughs> you know, I was a, a hooper. I did the the hoop, baseball, soccer, et cetera, et cetera. But then when I got to high school and met up with a friend of mine who like had more of a drive for it and that was like their actual calling and what they worked on every day as a craft, just invited me over to, to do it more, I guess, you know, and in a in a more complex way and take it more seriously. And that's when I just fell in it more and just continued to do it. And that's how I really became a rapper. I played trumpet first. Right. Actually I was a jazz player in a jazz band. So. That's yeah. dope. I don't meet a lot of rappers that are like actual musicians before they get into rap. Yeah. Like people might dabble in that later on, but nine times out of ten, it's just they just fall into being rappers. Yeah. Even it's the spoken different. word thing, I feel like naturally works into rap, but it did a hundred percent. I feel like that's what helped me because in the beginning of writing, everything was just personal and feeling. Only what I was going through, only things that I guess not saying only I could relate to, but it was just for me, you know. And I feel like that's what spoken word is about it's about the writer and for them you know mm -hmm. what i mean so i for sure think it transferred over yeah. so you feel like you i mean if you were to like put yourself in a category <laughs> because i feel like anytime someone says emo rap it kind of gets like a sort of yeah, yeah i know weird, what i think yeah. when you hear it yeah but like you're talking about emotion i feel like nine times out of ten if you're rapping about anything but like weed or drugs and money and and women and so on and so forth it's like Emo rap? Nah, well, not for me. Mm -hmm. Not for me. I feel like I dabble in a lot of different, um, I'll say genres, mm -hmm. like versatile with the style. Um, I do rap about weed, of course, weed advocate, smoker, etc. But also, um, I guess with my emotional shit, it comes with a bounce most of the time. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And if it doesn't, then the person on the chorus, if not me, um, I want to say it's, it's real melodic. But it's never really emo. You know, I've never, I've never made music like being down on myself or um, feeling like um, depressed or sad. Yeah. That's not, that's not who I am personally. You know what right. I mean? I know people feel that way. You know, so I'm not trying to say nothing about that. But I'm just more of like a upbeat person. Like I'm gonna say it's hard to get me down, but it's kind of hard to get me down. Right. Like I'll be on my own, my own wave, my own energy, and that's what I try and push out to them. So if it's sad, quote unquote, yeah. or emotional, 
it still got a bounce and a vibe to it. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think emo rap is bad. Like, I think, like, if you were to look at, like, uh, I don't know, I think the first I would consider emo rapper might be like a guy like Eminem or mm-hmm. like something like that. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily fans, consider so that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Drake, no, no, Drake killed it. Drake it took it bad. to a point where you I know, know it's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drake took it to a point where it was like more <laughs> mainstream. I feel like, and other people felt comfortable doing it. Maybe I wouldn't even give the the credit fully to Drake, maybe Ja or somebody like that. Yeah. I think Ja made it like okay to like sing and be all like, you know, girly rap type of, type of thing. <laughs> Bad maybe too. Call it. Well, I, plus it's like a rock aspect. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like the um that portion of music like it's heavily not heavily influenced but somewhat influenced by that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like those those artists you could tell by the way they dress like uh who they referenced in their music on both sides of genres. It has that rock aspect to it. Yeah. And I'm not mad at it. My mom was a rock and roll singer, so I understand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So who besides your mom, who besides your mom was like a, a inspiration or someone that you kind of look to? What music were you listening to coming up? Growing up, um, <clears throat> man, everybody going to say it, but yeah, Eminem, yeah. uh, Pac, um, plus, plus, a little bit of Dead Press. Because uh, moms, you know what I mean? Um, uh, everybody in the Bay, 40, gray, short. Um, but, uh, dang, I hate naming hella artists, but the, the list could go on. I was waiting, like, where'd the rock element come from, though? Oh, I, well, from my mom. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I didn't listen to a lot of it myself, but that's what she was into. Okay. You know what I mean? She was, like, very high, energetic. You know the feeling, the the vibe, and she would just go out there and freestyle a lot of her songs, which is hella inspiring, hella dope to see. But yeah, it was all from my mom. I didn't listen to a lot of rock myself. Nah. I bet. So coming from the Bay, where your influence is more so like a West Coast thing. I, I mean, I mean, I feel like you name more so West Coast Midwest rappers. I would say in the beginning, yeah, a hundred percent. But um, I never, I guess. Unless it was real prominent where they from, whatever worry about like uh, where the music actually came from. It was just mm. if I like the artist, That's I like listening to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know some say I should pay attention to that more, but mm. I guess for me, it's really about the music. And then gotcha. if I get a chance to see the artist and then we dive in deeper on it, you know, you know, seeing live, et cetera, that's when I might. Yeah. So like right now, who do you listen to? Right now, I'm listening to Meek Mill right now. His his joint that drop, what I'm listening to uh who else is on the playlist? I just started listening to the weekend new joint that drop. I heard that was that. Yeah. Um uh Young Thugs recent joint that drop. Um that's what's really been in rotation really. Yeah. Those three joints in the latest. So you like how how long have you been doing the music thing you said? Um I would say since high school, so like 2007. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, right do you do you feel like the music thing, whether it's like just, I mean, I mean, putting out music easier, definitely. But do 100%. you feel like the the industry of music is is better or worse for, like, I mean, in terms of, I want to say it's better. Yeah. Like, like as far as independent artists, because I've always been independent my whole career. Um. It's just like more accessibility. It's more ways to market yourself on your own. You know what I mean? With your own creativity. So in some aspects, you don't need the capital that you would need from a record label or like, you know, another supporter. As long as you could 
take these uh, social media platforms and everything that's given to you and your, you know, your your hand to work with, you take advantage of and actually put it to work. But you don't feel like because everybody's able to like make music really quick and put out music, it's it might be like a lot going on, it might be oversaturated. I feel like it's always been competition though, and now it's just more competition. I mean, even. Me listening, like, I mean, I like a lot of artists, but, like, it feels like every week I'm like, I got to listen to another album. I or do it's feel like, it's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a, a lot, lot to, to listen to. Yeah, I do feel that. I was um, trying to get to Gunner's album. <laughs> I haven't gotten to it yet. Like, I'll be feeling like that, too. Like, a lot of people are dropping, and, yeah. and for me, I got to, like, listen to it and listen to it. I can't just mm-hmm. give it a one run through. And that's another thing, I mean? too, because I used to be able to, like, sit with an album and rock with it for, like, a summer. I remember when, like... Carter Two Drop. I that I listened to that album for a whole summer. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Now it's like listen to the album and you gotta get through it. And then I can only imagine the pressure on artists because you drop an album that you worked on for a year, and all of a sudden people are like, "All right, that was dope." What's the next one? Listening to it in, in an hour. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's different. Um, I don't know. I feel like as an artist, it is more pressure, but the artists who do it good actually don't have to put out a lot of music like hella so often. You know what I mean? Especially the ones who have the personality and the other avenues to keep, I guess, their name and their face in the forefront. Or if they just, they're the type of writers and artists who drop them gems to actually have that staple to be like, when I drop, you're going to wait and you're going to pick it up then. You know, like the Coles for Kendrick is what I'm saying. Type, yeah. so. so you don't feel like waiting too long hurts? Nah, not really. It's your art, you know. If you gotta make your bread, just make sure you have your other avenues. But yeah. and just know it's gonna take longer the longer you wait to drop. But your time is your time. Yeah. So what what are we like looking at, or what can we expect from you, just music wise, in the next couple of months or years? I don't know if you're ready to talk Buku about drops. that. Drops. Or... Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um, like when I first moved down here to LA, I only been out here like two and a half, three years. I got into a lot of writing for other artists. You know, trying to work with with other people, and because I, I wrote a lot of music that I wouldn't put out myself, so now I'm getting back to my own craft, my own art. So we dropping damn near a single every month. Working with my homie C Five up in the Bay, shout out C Five, putting out a project with him, PLP, um, a ton of music. It's just about I'm just about to flood it now. Yeah, that's what's up. So like, where did all the I mean the weed coming? The yeah yeah. So. Weed and that's your brand, by the way. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is my brand, Social Equity Grown. Um, the weed is just a part of my lifestyle. Like honestly, like I didn't jump into it even thinking that we would get to this point. You know, um, I use it as far as like working out, like you know, <laughs> the wake and bake in the day started, uh, and for music. You know, take me out of my element, let me get there, and sit there and focus on what I'm writing or what I'm doing. And then I got to be a host on a YouTube series that had like a quarter million subscribers. Then we worked our way up to like 350K, started as a guest, became a host just because I could, I could smoke the most. So what's the name shit. of the... the uh, Loaded Up Entertainment. Yeah. All right, Unfortunately, pandemic spread us apart, took us down, but mm-hmm. everybody's still elevating on their own. So it's amazing. But um, from there, I just got all these opportunities working with these brands, learning about like the ins and outs of cannabis as far as... Not just the THC, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. CBD, terps, et cetera. The actual, mm-hmm. like, the uh, medicinal benefits. Wait, what was that for CBD? Uh, terp. What's that? It's I like don't the, know what that it's is. It's like the, the, the smell of it. So, like, when you smell in the bud, you know, each bud is a different smell. That's the terpene. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, just learning more and getting into it more and then having an opportunity to work with 
a social equity brand that's like homies with the homie from way back mm-hmm. and now we're here yeah so the the social equity thing is like how does that work so is it like um is it multiple owners or is that like some type of like sustainability thing how does like what's what's going on with that well the social <coughs> social equity the owner of it so pretty much i come in as a partner just working on yaya and then the social equity owner they have their own growing distribution just through i'm guessing the the passive what they had to go through with marijuana mm-hmm. so in, in in the bay they gave a certain amount of licenses to those individuals who had like past charges and issues just because everything is legal today yeah. you know so um yeah that's it pretty much yeah, yeah and then they grow and distro and um i just partnered with them so we're like two to three months in i'm already in cookies melrose high times Oakland. oh congratulations Herbarium. yeah thank you thank you and we work on our own strain too, so in due time. But that should take like six months, bro. It's like way What's that process look like? Like you know, uh, developing your own strain. They gotta grow it, cut it, grow it, cut it, grow it. So that's like what three, six, nine. And then you gotta find which one that you like the most and then find that cut and repeat. So it's like a year process. So they they kinda experiment, put I guess a couple of strains together and then you pick the one you mess with the most and then yeah. they kinda go with that. Yeah, that's dope. Run it, yeah. So you don't have anything to do with the the science part. I mean, I'd be it'd be dope, nah, but like yeah, that would be like tight. Some type of yeah, I'd actually not have to know like how that. to grow this shit. Et cetera, as soon as et cetera, I said it, I was yeah, like, yeah. that doesn't even really make sense. You would have to, you know what I mean? You have to be a botanist or something like that. So how? I mean, if any way at all, how does the the weed and the the music sort of work together? Um, just like I was saying before, it just helps with my creativity, like um. Roll up, take, put me in my zone. I was like, I forget who it was. I I saw something, and I want to say it was it was Money Bag Yo, maybe or somebody who was like, Yo, I used to feel like I needed to smoke or do something to write music or be creative, but I now I'm sober. Like, I, what do you think of that? Well, to each his own, yeah. you know. I don't necessarily feel like I need to smoke to make music because I've been in those situations. But I feel like creatively it does like calm me and let me uh stay in, and yeah help me focus and think outside the box sometimes to be honest you know what I mean because you just say some wild shit sometimes when you're high you be like damn I didn't think I think about some funny shit like that yeah it didn't work out I mean someone told me like you know just in terms of the weed not really the creativity but like allow them to like quiet their minds enough to kind of that's what I mean yeah because yeah. like if I smoke and I sit there and I'm in a room full of people I like to create with my friends around. Yeah. get opinions get vibes but if i smoke and everybody there is just like everybody everybody quiet even if they talking to me i can't hear you know but if i'm sober i'm like oh that's hella funny oh oh like what y'all talking about you know what I mean? you're more distracted so it yeah. focuses on you too i yeah. can see that mm-hmm. so like i'm i'm from the east coast they just started like not prosecuting and legalizing yeah. and it's still moving like crazy so i think it's like you guys are like like years ahead of us miles but still like illegal federally mm-hmm. so like across the board it's illegal yeah. federally like so yeah. how does that work when like i mean you're you don't gotta go go into detail but like being an artist moving around you ain't gotta go into oh detail, like on but, tour like, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. man you just man gotta be careful shit yeah that's yeah. it be smart <laughs> you know you can't wild out in certain places it ain't worth it in my personal opinion it ain't worth it yeah so where do you where where do you where do you hope the the whole cannabis thing is going in the next couple of years? Not just for you, but like just in general. 
man, it would be dope if it was just legal across the board federally. We can just smoke and enjoy it. You know what I mean? Damn near <laughs> pick it up with your local Safeway. It'd be fire. Mm-hmm. But um, I just feel like a complete delete of the stigma or any stigmas that come with marijuana being like a gateway drug or et cetera. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sticking that to like being lazy or et cetera. Because a ton of people and half the people, I'll say it, damn near 90% of people I know that smoke weed actually aren't lazy. They work their ass off and get their job done, you know, so. Hopefully, over the years, all that scratched, and we can have good product. And yeah, it don't like way worse for you, huh? Oh, of course, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's a yeah. supermarket. I don't even drink. Yeah. Like I used to drink a lot. Now mm-hmm. I just, I just smoke. I feel way better, healthier, on my shit more. You know, I drink now, hangover. I ain't doing shit the next day. Like you know, feel like shit. But they sell in supermarkets. You can walk through like the groceries. I think like we were in a supermarket. We were just in Vegas, and it was like next to the produce, like the whole alcohol section. Yeah, trying to pair it. But yeah. I hope the big pharmaceuticals don't take over, you know, like big mm-hmm. cigarette type companies and we keep some good home. Yeah, you know, type. that's probably what's next. They're they going to try and come in, of yeah. course, but hopefully the, the culture do us right. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up. I mean, I appreciate you like, you know, sitting down with me for a little bit, like Hell you know, yeah. walking me through everything. So just really quick, just what are the projects you have coming out so we could like maybe amplify that? It's actually no names on it, but the singles mm-hmm. we coming out is Push and then it's brand new Rolly. So I'm gonna give you those two names for the first two singles. Everything else is gonna be a question mark. You're gonna love it though. I dope. I appreciate it, man. Man, appreciate y'all. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Catalyst Case. This is Reg, and you're listening to Thought Hack.